Welcome to God Talks with Joey Oswald. Hello, it's a great day to have a great day. And today I get to talk to one of my best friends, Nick Kondo. Go ahead and give it up for Nick. Woo, yeah, thanks for having me. All right, Nick, why don't you introduce yourself, give us a quick autobiography of your life and try to keep it around two minutes. Go ahead whenever you're ready. All right. Yeah. So I was born in St. Clair Hospital in Upper St. Clair, Pennsylvania, just outside of Pittsburgh. Um, Went to Upper St. Clair all my life, uh, elementary, middle school, high school. Um, You know, early on, I played a bunch of sports growing up. I think I played uh, football, basketball, baseball, lacrosse, uh, volleyball. I mean, I played almost every sport, soccer, every sport that you could offer. I played, um, and in middle school, um, around when I was 11 years old, um, my sister, uh, got pregnant and had a kid when she was 20. Um, that was kind of a surprise for me and my family, um, until it actually happened. Um, so I kind of had, my nephew growing up with me in my house and it was a bit weird because uh you know he was old enough to be my sibling but he wasn't um but honestly he kind of turned into that for me and I helped my mom look after him after school and it was nice to have something to look forward to to come home to um and we're you know just as close as we were then as we are now so it's nice to keep that relationship going with him um but other than that uh my high school years um, we're a bit rough, I'd say. Um, my senior year was definitely my favorite year of high school. I got back in with my friends and had a great time with them. I played uh, basketball my freshman year of high school and then volleyball uh, my sophomore, junior, and senior year. Got in with a great group of guys there uh, and then went on to graduate and go to Kent State University. I applied to two other schools, uh, both in Arizona, Arizona State and University of Arizona. Kent State was my backup. I wanted to go out west and enjoy the nice weather, but unfortunately, I couldn't get the financial support for that. Uh, So went to Kent State and lived in Lake Hall, where Mr. Joseph Oswald was my RA. Yes, sir. And uh, got in with a great group of people on that floor there. And, uh, you know, it's all of that's history. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, I let you get away with too much as your RA. But looking back, that it was good because we got to become great friends through that. Exactly, um, exactly. But I think it's also important to mention that you were on the club volleyball team at Kent State also because yes. once my family hears this, they're going to be wondering why you're not at our family functions because we love to play volleyball, especially my Uncle Lee. Um, oh yeah, we, yeah. I could we, be a, a volunteer Oswald for a day. Absolutely. We haven't played the past few years because of COVID, but I got a feeling this summer we're gonna we're gonna play some volleyball and Nick Kondo is gonna be there. And you're on my team. I'm calling it now. We're a package right. deal. Best package volleyball deal. player I know. <laughs> Heard it here oh. first. Yep. And you were also on the esports team at Kent. The was that the first esports team that Kent ever had? Um, so I joined that my sophomore year and that was the first year it was kind of, um, like legit there. Um, and 
the my junior year because I joined uh, my second semester sophomore year, um, but my junior year is when they um, they gave us all scholarships. So I was I was among one of the first Kent students to receive a scholarship through esports. Dang, that's incredible. That's what I remember of Lake yep. Hall. Well, I remember yep. a lot of things, but you were always <laughs> playing video games, and then it paid off. You actually it got some scholarship off. money for it. Yep, yep. Take that, take that, mom. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And then one thing that I love to ask people is I ask them to give me a 60-second gospel. And really what that means is just give me your understanding of what you think Christianity is. And I ask this because everyone, regardless of their current beliefs, has been exposed to Christianity in, in some aspect in their life. And it's just interesting to me how it's portrayed to different people at different times. So go ahead and give me that whenever you're ready. Yeah, so I think uh, Christianity is just believing in God, believing in Jesus. Um, I don't know too much. Uh, most of the stuff that I, that I know is from my poorly retained memory from Sunday schools growing up. But um, I, from what I know, if, if, if you believe in, you know, if you're believing Christianity, then you um, kind of look towards Jesus or the Bible maybe to guide you through life, help you choose the right paths um, and that type of stuff. Dang, that was good. Under 60 seconds. Wow, impressive. Thank you. And so the next question that I ask everyone, and this will take up the majority of the interview, is, is different questions spurring from this is do you believe in God? And then so give me a yes, no, or I don't know, and then just tell me why. So I would say I don't know. Um, I've kind of been back and forth with that um throughout my life. Um I did grow up. And my mom, at least, uh, she grew up going to church a lot. Um, my grandma is Methodist. Um, so my mom grew up in a Methodist church and um, she would have us go to church almost every Sunday. Um, usually during um, sports, uh, we wouldn't go too often. I mean, maybe like a couple times a month, once or twice a month, uh, we would end up going to church. But um, just by going there growing up, I didn't really like it a lot. Um, I just didn't really understand it, which was the problem, I think, was um, I was learning all this stuff. You know, I'd go to Sunday school. You know, we'd be talking about the Bible. We'd talk about Jesus. We'd talk about, um, you know, the Adam and Eve and, and all that stuff. And I just never really understood it. It never made sense to me. Um, so that's why um, I would say my relationship with God kind of um, went downhill. Um, and then during my confirmation in eighth grade, I um, was going through that and, and we would uh, do that. I think every Wednesday uh, for a couple months, I would have to go to our church. Um, and it was kind of like a, a youth group study almost like the environment I, I liked of uh, going through confirmation, um, especially because I was with actually uh, my best friend that uh, grew up down the street from me, we would go to church sometimes and, and for confirmation, he was in my class. So um, we would all be carpooling and, and it was a good time. I, I got to be with my friends, but I think that's what I, I sought for. I didn't really see it to, you know, get close with, with God, but they, they did have us do a lot of activities. Like we took a trip to Jamonville, Pennsylvania. Do you know where that is, Joe? I have no idea. Have you heard of Jamonville? Never. Um, whenever in your free time, look it up. Um, it's a really nice place. It's like out in the middle of PA and um, right below 
it, it sits, it's like a campsite almost, and it sits below like a, a mountain, and at the top of the, the mountain, there's a huge cross that sits up there, and it's got a beautiful view, um, and so you take a trip there um, for confirmation for our church. Um, we all went up there, and um, we did this one activity, I remember, where they just had us kind of sit down in a, a place surrounded by nature with a pen and a paper and we just kind of wrote down our thoughts about God and confirmation on what we were going through and I just remember sitting there and and just really being very confused and just not knowing you know what to really write about um, so I kind of you know winged that I would say but um, after I got confirmed later my uh, my grandpa passed away and so being at, at a young age and just getting confirmed and not really understanding, um, you know, God's story, um, I think I kind of blamed him for that, I guess. Um, and I think that is where the struggle started was just I, I couldn't justify the bads that would happen in my life. I, mm -hmm. I couldn't really. You know, I, I guess I, I would I wouldn't blame him, but I would just be like, why? Why would you let this happen? That kind of stuff. And I could just never make sense of it. Like if God is real, how could these bad stuff happen? I know it's that's very generic, I'd say. But growing up, I, I just couldn't really get that um, get that understanding of, of that. So no, I think that's, a... that's where my kind of confusion and, and not enough knowledge goes with with that. Thing. I love that. I love because that's really what I'm getting at. I want to understand what people believe, but but why they believe it. And I had a question written down about like when did your doubt start? Because you said you grew up in the church, then you you kind of got away from it and you were going back and forth between God existing, but you, you hit on it. So so that's yeah. awesome. Um, so you grew up and your mom you grew up going to a Methodist church, you said? Yeah. So um I I I liked going and I didn't like going. I didn't like going for the actual, like when my mom was in church and I would be in Sunday school and we would be learning about all that stuff, but uh, they would always give us snacks and, and everything. And there was this one um, older guy that was always there and he would, um, he would always be sitting in the cafeteria area and he would make like these origami, like cool, like birds. And he would sometimes bring in balloons and like make balloon animals. And so when I was younger, like I looked forward to that type of stuff, but never really actually learning about it just because I never really understood it. Yeah. I mean, as a kid, you're, you're, you know, you're taught, you know, God exists, at least, you know, in a family that that's brought up in the church, you know, you're, you're taught that, you know, God exists, but at least just like having such a young mind that I couldn't really wrap my head around it. Yeah. And then how old were you when you stopped going to church regularly? Regularly? I would say after, after my confirmation. Um, so what's that 13 you said? Yeah. So eighth grade was when I got confirmed, which was, yeah, like 12, 13. And then um, high school was when I kind of stopped going as consistent. Like I would go with my mom for like Christmas Eve and, and Easter and, you know, the big holidays like that. But, um, you but know, they never, never made you go to church. Yeah, well, they did. My mom made us go to church. I never, it wasn't really like a choice that I had. Um, sometimes I, I would, she would ask me the night before and I'd be like, no, and she would just not wake me up. But 
Um, most of the time I was kind of forced to go. Um, but I, I never enjoyed, like after I was confirmed and, you know, we were done with Sunday school and that was probably before then, but um, the church service itself, I mean, it would consist of, you know, everyone would sit down and they would start playing music and the choir would sing. And, you know, we start off with getting a message from our pastor and uh, it's a lot of uh, sitting up and down because mm-hmm. uh, you have to get up to sing the hymns and then sit back down yeah. and then the choirs up and singing and then the worst part which my mom loved was our pastor would give a like 30 minutes of just him talking about a message so like he would most most of the time just relate something that happened in real life and how it connected him with god and um my mom always thought he had the most powerful messages and growing up i just i never really saw it and i i never really saw it as as that um, I just kind of saw it as I have to go and I'm just kind of listening and I, you know, <laughs> I'm here to be here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're there. Cause you have to be it's actually kind of boring. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. And you had mentioned that your mom was the one doing all this. Did your dad ever go to church? Was he there? My dad never went to church. Um, he would go for the big stuff. So like, uh, all of me and me and my two sisters were all baptized. So like he was there for all of those and, Whenever all three of us got confirmed, he was there for those. How old were um, you when you were baptized? Oh, I was still a baby before I was one, I think. Oh, so you don't remember that? No. Okay. So he was there for, for the big, would he go on Christmas and Easter and stuff? No, he never usually went for that stuff. Just like, like I said, baptisms or, and then he wouldn't really, you know, interact whenever we would go mm-hmm. there. You know, if people would stand for him, so he'd, he'd sit and just kind of look around and, um, I mean, he, he was respectful, but he, yeah. he wouldn't participate in, in that. That makes um, sense. So he, what, he, yeah, go ahead. He actually, uh, I think he had a bad relationship with it as well growing up and was kind of forced to go. And I kind of think that um, we were in the same situation at least. I mean, I don't know his beliefs on it now. Um, That's what I was going to ask you. Have you talked to your yeah. parents about your mom? Does she still go to church? She believes in God. And what about your dad? Uh, my mom definitely believes in God. Um, she doesn't go to church too often anymore. Um, she'll go by herself. I think she just went recently for, um, what was the most recent holiday? Easter. Um, she was there for the Easter service. I think she went with my sister. Um, and my si- both my sisters uh, sang in our church choir. Um, so that was another reason why I always had to go to church. And mm-hmm. I was actually in the church choir for like four months and then I hated it because I had to get up really early and, and be there and singing wasn't my thing so so you're gonna sing for us at the end of this interview right <laughs> <laughs> I'd prefer not to <laughs> but the um uh, my mom still does my dad doesn't and I don't know too much about his background with it like I said but what I do know is that um I'm pretty sure that like growing up he was forced to go and um his parents uh, they weren't super religious until they kind of got older, I guess. Um, so my grandma was, but uh, both my grandparents were until uh, they got a bit older. Because I know the last time I went out to see them, they live in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, mm-hmm. We had, me and my dad had met them for breakfast after their church service. Because I know oh, they were okay. going a lot. So. so you don't know, you never talked to him about whether he believes in God or not? No, honestly, I don't know how he would respond, <laughs> kind of be caught off guard by that, just just because I've, I've never really asked him. I mean, I've asked my mom about, you know, his 
past relationship with um mm-hmm. with, with god and, and you know why he wouldn't go to church with us and you know yeah. he just didn't want to and he didn't you know didn't believe in in it so so you grew up and your parents i mean you said your mom made you go to church up to a certain age but did you feel like it was forced on you um or how would you say like your experience with god growing up in your house was I would say I was, I was forced to, I mean, as a kid, you're not really thinking about that stuff. You're like, Oh, my mom's telling me, you know, we got to go. So we got to go. It was was more kind of that. Um, And like I said, there was some stuff that I looked forward to, not the stuff that had to do with God and Jesus, but yeah, um, you know, just like the other extracurriculars, but no, I I, I wasn't ever, I I can never say that I was excited to go to church. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can imagine, especially going to a Methodist church at such a young age. And that's something that I didn't really experience. The church I went to is super modern and they had these mm-hmm. big services. It looked like a, yeah, a rock so, band on stage. So it was completely different for me. Yeah, actually growing up, it, it was like the traditional service. Um, but uh, as I got older, I think high school is when it they started to have this. Uh, oh, shoot. I forget what they call it. Um contemporary service they had Mm. where they like i think it's like what you go to is um there's a band and they sing just a bunch of songs and they're they're more of like modern songs not like the old hymns that type of stuff like you're not playing an organ and and listening to a choir sing it's it's more modern like you say which um i did go to those services a couple of times and i actually did like the traditional better um in my opinion, I kind of thought it was a little bit cheesy growing up in high school, at least. Um, I'm sure I would have a different mindset now going into it, but. Um, well, or if you were, if you grew up going to that, you know, yeah, it's different. Yeah, I mean, even that, yeah, even if maybe if I started, you know, they, and they had the contemporary service, you know, when I was growing up, maybe I would have preferred that more and liked that more. But because um, yeah. I find that a lot with people who grow up with the traditional church, well, they feel super awkward at like a bigger contemporary church and then vice versa. I grew up in a bigger church. So when I would go to a more traditional one, it felt really weird to me. And I'm like, why do we have to keep standing and sitting and and all we have to read, read these hymns out of a book. And it's just different for different people, depending on their upbringing. And that's why I love talking to people because everyone has a different experience. And I just love hearing what, what people have to say. Um, and you had talked about your doubts when your your grandpa died. So do you think that there is a way that the Christian God or God in general could exist with evil in the world? Or do you think since there is evil and bad things happen, there's no way for God to exist? So that is kind of how I took it after that. And right now I, I still struggle with that. I, and it's so like, it's so back and forth for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know there's part of me that that wants to believe that that god is real but and all that stuff you know with christianity and and all of that is is what happens but i mean with all the bad stuff that happens in the world i just don't see how you know somebody or something could let that happen if they had um the power to do that okay Um, so what would you say that's your biggest roadblock to believing in god yeah, it's just kind of making it make sense for me. It is, it, it's, it's that. It's just how does the bad happen when you know you say that you've got all this power mm-hmm. and you know you're so holy, but it, it I struggle with it. 
yeah something that i can never wrap my head around growing up in a church like you said you don't you learn the traditional stuff in sunday school but that's all good stuff you hear about all the great things that god has done and in the the evil in the world is never really discussed especially yeah. at a young age and so when you do experience that evil or those negative things well you're never even taught about it so how, what are you supposed to think you know mm. and you're taught about this loving god well my grandpa dying, that's not so loving. So how does that, you know, trying to wrap your head around that, I can, I can see how that would be an issue. And yeah, that is for a lot of people, you know? Yeah. And especially just because, um, especially like at 12, 13, like your brain is really starting to, to really develop at those ages. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, going through puberty and, and all that stuff definitely had an effect on, you know, living like for me living like during that period of time, I feel like um, really had an impact on me just because like that's like that main age at least as a boy where you're kind of you know transitioning from being you know really immature and then you can have some kids that are starting to get more mature and like I knew I had kids in my school that that were like already had muscles and like growing facial hair when you know we were in like sixth and seventh grade and I'm like dude like what <laughs> and and so it, it's it was a big period of time where you're kind of developing and I feel like all of that and not having the right, you know, backstory, the right background to all this knowledge, I feel like um, definitely had an impact on, you know, how I feel and how my relationship is today. Yeah, that's interesting. That That's super interesting because we've been friends for so long. We've never even really discussed this. And so that's one of the main reasons that I like to do this podcast is just to see what people think, how they think, how they came to these conclusions and, and how it impacts their daily life. And I know that you had said ever since you were probably about 13, you've been going back and forth in your head. Does God exist? Does he, or doesn't he? And um, I'm just wondering, what are the things would you say, like the arguments for God's existence that you think of, and then the arguments against it, what are your reasons for maybe believing and your reasons for maybe not believing? Um, I think uh, uh, at least for me, it's just I'm more of a practical thinker, um, mm -hmm. more than I am like emotional or, um, you know, theological, that type of stuff. I'm definitely more practical. Um, so when I think about that, I think like just the fact that there are so many miracles that do happen, like medically, you know, like even in just like sports or just like the, you know, the most random stuff, there are these like awesome miracles. And, um, you know, I, I believe in, in the science behind, you know, um, how the world was created, but uh, I don't, you know, necessarily think that, you know, God didn't create, I mean, he could have, um, if yeah. you believe that, but, um, honestly, it's, it's really hard for me, for me to tell. Yeah. Dang. That is, it is a, it is a tough thing, especially when we're surrounded by both science and religion. And like you said, on, on one side, most of the time it's, religion is this emotional thing and it's all about feelings and just blind faith. And then on the other hand, it's science. And this is all about facts and what we can prove. And I mean, personally, I don't think that that's how it is. It's not all black and white, but that's how it's portrayed to us. And that's how most people think and most people believe things. And then you get someone like you who is a rational thinker. You grew up in church and you're just trying to make these things to fit make these two things fit together and it's just not really working so you're just left with well I don't know and yeah that's kind of been been my standpoint right there it's just like 
the stroke, the back and forth struggle and just the conclusion being, I don't know. And I've really kind of struggled with how I can know too, mm-hmm. uh, you know, looking for answers but not knowing where to find them. Yeah. And that's a whole separate, separate discussion is truth in general. I mean, how do we know yeah. anything, yeah. you know, exactly, it's, exactly. How, how do we know we're not in one of your esport video games simulation? theory? <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> And I think that's really cool. All that stuff is just so, so interesting to me. But how would you say that your beliefs about God impacts your daily life? Uh, I would say, I mean, I think it doesn't. Um, I don't, because I don't really think about it every day. I mean, maybe if I did um, know that I believed uh, that it would. But since, you know, I don't really think about God every day, um, I wouldn't say that, I mean, maybe that means that there's no impact. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I just kind of go about doing my day kind of the way that I, that I always have. And I just, you know, look for motivation for things that are going to happen in the future. Um, and that's kind of how I, and, you know, and after I'm done with my day, you know, looking forward to the um, wind down. And that's kind of what what gets me through every day. Okay. That's really, really cool. Because my view on it is it does impact everyone's life, but it just not necessarily impacts it in the way that you're thinking. Because Christians, it impacts their life. Well, depending on your view, it impacts it. And okay, what things am I going to do today to make God happy or be more like God? But then if you don't believe in God, well, that impacts your day because you're not looking for anything to to please God. But at the same time, you aren't necessarily waking up every single day and aiming to do things that please God, but you're still one of the best people I know. And you, you have these right morals and you're one of the most loving people I know, but you don't have the same motivation as other people who do quote unquote good works. And so I think that's super interesting. And it leads me to another question that I like to ask. And that's, what is your goal in life here on earth? Um, I think my goal is just to be a good person. I, I, I really, I really hate bad people. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I just feel like it, it doesn't take anything out of you to be a decent human. And I think that's like what I live by is just like, Sure, you can have a bad day and, you know, things happen. But at the end of the day, it literally costs nothing to be a nice person. Yeah, you can obviously, like I said, you have the days where, you know, bad stuff, you know, bad things are just happening over and over again. And it can um, it can really affect how you treat other people. Um, But I've kind of, you know, kept myself going by always be a good person because it costs nothing. (laughs) And right somebody could really appreciate it that day too just talking with somebody who is genuine and nice and you know not an awful person <laughs> so what would you say to someone who who doesn't believe in god they think there's just no purpose for anyone and they said hey you know what it does cost like i have to go out of my way to be a nice person where i could just be a jerk and and since none of this really matters i'm just going to be a jerk what would you say mm-hmm. to them i mean that's their own opinion. <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. going to tell them that they're wrong, uh, <laughs> but I just would say that I, I think differently than them. 
Um, if that's what they think, then, you know, that's what they think. Obviously, they have something that has happened to them or something mm. that they believe that makes them think that way. So, you know, I guess some of it has to be valid. I just think differently. That makes sense. Dang, that was a really nice way to answer that, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess day by day you're going through, and if you have no external motivation necessarily as, I mean, some other people, like I've mentioned, they want to do these good deeds. So then they have rewards in heaven, or they want to do it to be more like Jesus. Or on the other hand, they don't think there's anything, no life after death. And so they're just going to do everything they can to fulfill those desires of the flesh. So how do you reconcile being a good person, but at the same time doing what makes you happy? Um, so I think that if you are a good person, like overall, um, I think you'll get rewarded for it. I, I'm not saying that that's like, um, you know, uh, higher up like God, but just maybe like the universe just saying, Hey, you're a good person. Here's this. So that's kind of what I, what I've kind of been doing is, is just kind of making sure that I'm doing the right things and, you know, being who I really am. And I know that, you know, if I'm true to myself and I'm true to um, the person that I want to be, then I'm going to get whatever I have coming for me in life. Yeah. See, and I can see how that doesn't um, really fit in with what you said earlier, you know, about your grandpa dying, little 13 year old Nick, good yeah. person. And he didn't, he didn't deserve to have that tragedy happen. Um, yeah. And so that's just tough to, to wrap your, your head around is the the universe um giving you what you deserve because we see it all the time i mean i mean just these shootings the other day in texas and tulsa mm -hmm. and in buffalo it's man those kids didn't deserve that you know those exactly. families don't deserve that and yeah and bad things do happen to to good people and so it's just tough to to rationalize versus being a good person and um you know just doing whatever the heck you want yep so, exactly I think that's so interesting to see how people's beliefs impact their, their daily life. And um, how would you say that your, your beliefs regarding God impacts your relationship with your girlfriend, Marin? Um, so I wouldn't say that it's God necessarily. I would kind of take this back to just being a good person you mm -hmm. know i try to be a good person in every part of my life whether that be work uh just you know on the street you know walking around just being a, a good person to people or you know in a relationship uh with friends or a significant other just being you know striving to be or you know uh planning or, or going to be the best person that you can be in every situation possible um, and that, that doesn't mean like always being nice, but just being the best that you can be, um, in that certain situation, I think is, is what I kind of go off of, but I wouldn't say that, you know, God has a, a super huge impact in my life just because I've kind of been, you know, like I've said, my relationship with, with the church and, uh, yeah. how I was brought up definitely didn't help with 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 that yeah so you had talked about your conclusion right now is really i don't know so talk about that battle that goes on in your head between things and you don't even have to point to specific things but 
believe, believing in God versus not believing in God? What kind of goes on in your head when you're trying to figure that out? That is a, that's a good question. It's really hard <laughs> too, just because, um, like I said, I kind of go through the good and the bad of what's happening in the world. And that, I think that just comes from my practicality as a person. It's mm -hmm. hard for me to think about, you know, the bigger stuff than just what's going on in the world and, you know, what impact you could say that God has had on that. Um, but I think when I go back and forth about it, that's, that's what I'm, I'm looking at is how can, how can he let this stuff happen in our world whenever, you know, people don't deserve it. it it's, yeah. it really, I, I'll never, I don't know if I'll ever be able to wrap my head around it. You can be the best person uh, in the world and you can die, you know, in the next, within the next 10 minutes. I mean, you never know what's mm -hmm. going to happen. And, and I mean, I guess a lot of it I, I've kind of um, concluded to that, you know, maybe it's just, you know, what was meant to happen. It's it's not, you know, like we had a um, say on it, like we could have changed things, but, you know, that's the way that things were supposed to go. So that's how it goes. All right, Nick, what do you think when people say that they're Christian or that they believe in God? Uh, I wouldn't say that I... I, you know, I go to a conclusion immediately when I hear that. Um, I like to kind of get to know the person uh, first, you know, have a little conversation and see how they are before I kind of get a preconceived, um, you know, idea about them. Mm -hmm. But uh, immediately what I would say that I think is that they are faithful, obviously. Uh, I would say that, um, I honestly think at least the people that I've met through the church, I think that they, almost all of them deep down are great people. Um, and I feel like some of them may have some issues with uh, kind of interacting with people that have differing beliefs with them. Um, so I think it just kind of depends on that person. And, you know, after getting to know them, you know, that's when I would have to uh, give like my final idea on them. I don't, I don't like to, you know, judge a book by its cover almost. Dang. That's awesome. I love that you said that, especially coming from someone who, who doesn't know their beliefs um, because so many times when I, when I tell people that I'm a Christian, they have all these preconceived notions about me and what I believe. Um, I was just talking to someone the other day and it was unbelievable. I told them that I was a Christian and they literally just automatically assumed that I didn't like gay people. And I was just like, wow, dang, yeah. And so, and I get it. I mean, the church has done a lot of harm. I'm not denying that at all. Yeah. And, and so I can understand where they're coming from, but I love what you said is that you don't judge a book by its cover, just by its label, because, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of Christians, just like you said, in the church, if they hear your beliefs, they're going to automatically, they're going to have a hard time communicating with you. And they put all these presuppositions on you just based off your beliefs so I think it's incredible that you said you're not just going to judge a book by its cover and you're going to actually get to know the person for who they are and not just a label that they have. So that is yeah. really cool. I mean, even just like having like, you know, an everyday conversation with the person, you can kind of get to, you know, like the kind of person that they are, you know, mm -hmm. even just like that 
two minute conversation. And I, and I know because I have those conversations at work every day, yeah. with, you know, everyday people that come in, you know, I'm having like these one to two minute, just everyday conversations. And I can see just by talking with them, like hearing their tone and what they're talking about, how they're talking about it. You can just kind of get a feel for how they, how they are as a person. Yeah. Wow. And so we had already talked about, you know, the universe and, and creation and science a little bit, but I also love to ask everyone, what is the Big Bang Theory? And I ask this because both believers and non-believers use the Big Bang Theory to kind of defend or reinforce their beliefs, but obviously they, they use it differently. And we're all taught the Big Bang Theory in school, but I know I couldn't tell you what it is right off the top of my head. So I'm just interested what you think the Big Bang Theory is. Yeah, so I think the Big Bang Theory is what originally created our universe, um, you know, two rocks hitting each other or breaking apart, you know, into everything. Um, I think that's true. Um, whether or not, you know, there was a God that put us all here, um, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not saying that people that do believe it are wrong, um, but I'm more behind the science of it. I don't, I can't really wrap my head around evolution a lot. Um, I know it's a thing just because obviously, you know, humans weren't just, I mean, well, they could have been, <laughs> but um, just with, with like uh, stuff that you see with our bodies. Uh, so like mm -hmm. if, you know, if you're swimming uh, for a really long time and you see, you know, your fingers get um, wrinkly and that's to get better traction in the water so stuff like that is like obviously like evolution had to have caused that but um i don't know a lot of the details behind it and i'm not saying that people that don't believe in the science are wrong um that's just my beliefs behind it okay that's that's really cool um do you think that the big bang theory eliminates the need for god Uh, when you say eliminates the need, I, I don't think that's, I don't think that, uh, just because something you could say science created us doesn't mean that, you know, God isn't real. Um, you know, I feel like you could still believe, you know, that evolution happened and the big bang theory happened, but, you know, God is still, you know, a, a thing like just because God didn't create people or you wouldn't necessarily think God created people doesn't mean that, you know, you don't have a need for him. Okay. Dang, that was a good answer. I love hearing your thoughts, Nick. Thanks, um, dude. So another question that I love to ask people is if they believe that all religions lead to the same God. And this is interesting, especially coming from you, because you're still unsure, you're undecided, you haven't uh, taken a definite stance. So I'm, I'm really interested to see your opinion on this. Uh, honestly, I think so. I think that, that there is, uh, based on your religion, just because uh, in every religion, there is a different story about their God. So I think um, that just because there are different stories doesn't mean that one is right and one is wrong. Um, they can all be right. They're, you know, they could all you know, be different gods that they are um, you know, believing in and worshiping. Um, I think so, but you know, that's just my opinion. And that's exactly what I want to hear. I want to hear your opinion. There's no right or wrong answer. It's literally just people's beliefs. And so I appreciate you being honest and open. Uh, another thing that I love to ask people is what their morning routine is. 
And I ask this because throughout the years, you know, all those self-improvement books tell you that you need to get up early and have this great super structured morning routine. And so for a long time, I thought that everyone had to do that to start the day on the right foot. But then obviously I started meeting these super successful people who don't have a morning routine at all. And so I was like, okay, that's, this isn't 100% true. And so now I just love hearing how people start their day. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I have a certain routine that I do. Um, I know if I'm working, if I'm working that day, I'll usually wake up uh, around 45 minutes before um, I have to work. And I'll just wake up, lay in bed for 10, 15 minutes. I'll get up, I'll get changed. I'll uh, go upstairs and I don't eat breakfast or anything and uh, put my shoes on and I leave. I'll make my lunch if I have to and I head out the door. I don't really do anything special. I don't, um, I like to, I, I, uh, I really value my sleep a lot. So <laughs> I kind of try to get the most out of that. Thanks. So how can you wake up and then lay in bed for 10 more minutes and then finally muster up the strength to get out? Like how, wouldn't you just be so tired that you just want to continue to lay there? It's hard, but I do wake up pretty fast, I'd say. Um, I'd also say sometimes it does make the day go by faster. Um, if I am a little bit more tired, um, <laughs> it feels like the day just goes by really fast whenever you're in the morning and you're, you know, you're not awake all the way. Um, so I do honestly think that sometimes my day does go by faster because of it. Um, and I wouldn't say that I'm like, if I, if I wake up like that, I'm not like groggy. I'm not like, you know, yawning every two seconds. Mm -hmm. Um, I would just say that I, that I would want to go back to sleep, but, um, <laughs> that's it really. Awesome. And then my last question, I love to ask everyone. This is what advice would you give to me to help me live my best life? Uh, I mean, I would give you this advice, but I know I don't have to uh, it's just what I'm talking about is just be a genuine good person mm. because if you are a genuine good person and I'm saying you have to like I said I'm not saying you have to be this you know all the time um, but just kind of um, keep that in the back of your mind of just you know if I do this you know who's it going to affect how is it going to affect them um, just being you know conscious about the decisions that you're making I would say I love it. That's some great advice from a very wise person. Nick, do you have any final remarks, anything we didn't cover, anything that you want to say? Uh, no, I, I appreciate you asking me to, to come on here and, and talk about this stuff just because I don't really talk about it. I know we've, we've probably, I think we talked about this once before, um, mm -hmm. but we, I don't think we went into you know, too big detail, um, but it's nice to you know, share my thoughts with you because I know um, how much this means to you. And um, I was, you know, so happy that you asked me to come on here and share my thoughts with you. And I also wanted to hear some more of your thoughts. I've watched, you know, a couple of the episodes of the podcast so far, but um, I really wanted to, you know, talk with you in person about this and just, um, you know, have a good time. Gosh, dang it. I love you. You're such a great guy. Uh, thanks, dude. <laughs> Thank you, Nick Kondo, for coming on this episode of God Talks. Thank you for listening to God Talks with Joey Oswald.